The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of Valerie, her guests, and callers. Now here's your host, Valerie Kirkgaard. Hey there, I am your host. It's August 4th, 2010. It's actually the month of my 70th year, and I'm having the best time that you can imagine. You are listening to Waking Up in America, Dynamic Radio Dialogues on Life Today in America. Now, we want to thank our sponsors for making this program very possible, and I'm soon to like double or triple in size. Thank you, guys. Emergency Management Solutions, also known as EMS Global One, Sir Jason Winters T, and LA Lifestyle. CW Wright is our producer and vice president, so thank you for taking this on and creating it, CW. You rock. Want to ask a question while we're on the air? Send me an email at val, V-A-L, at wakingupinamerica.com. <laughs> Here's the breaking news today, guys. All is well. So I want to say thank Kay last week who set us up with the conversation that the plant, uh, the plant of the Republic is is forming underground in the darkness, and right now is the gestation period. And as Kay suggested, not necessarily a good time to go in with your shovel and to see if the plant is growing. The plant is definitely growing. All is well. We have um, major, major torchbearers are gathering here on the earth, and we're lighting our torches, all of us. And you'll, you'll just, everybody has the potentiality of being a torchbearer. So look inside and see what you care about, and then as you engage in your passion, you'll find that your flame goes up, and at some point you may even want to say Sidious Altius Fortius, which is swifter, higher, stronger. If that phrase happens to fall out of your mouth, you will know that you are part of the 2,000-year-old Olympic flame tradition. It's just it's who we are. If it's there, it's there. Enjoy. There's just a lot of good things that once we drop our fears and get the proper information, that we'll start to get taller by the minute. It's terrific, okay? Swifter, higher, stronger. That's it. That's what the Olympic torch flame is about, and that's what flames and torches are about. Everybody on Waking Up in America, they're torch bearers. They may not mention that to you, but trust me, the torchbearers are uniting, and it's breathtaking. Join us, please. We'd love to have you. Bob Costa of the Home Shopping Network says we're doing radio, which will change the world. Yeah. I think the world is actually just totally great, Bob. I thank you for that reference. I think what it's going to do is that we're actually going to wake up the people, and then the people themselves will then enjoy the world. And once we start to really enjoy the world rather than dominate it, we're going to be very, very, very happy people. Now, one of the things that's happened over time is that we've been guided away from the things that give us breath or nurturance or appreciation of beauty or whatever that is. And that, that's what my little brief rant here today is about. Take a look at, for instance, Friday the 13th. Debbie, are you there? I am. If I say Friday the 13th to you, what are you programmed for? 
What do you uh, think? What's the first thing that comes up? An unlucky day. That's an unlucky I, day. That's hey, the guess word. Pardon? That's the word out there. I don't yeah. believe it, but that's the one. <laughs> that is the word. Friday the 13th is an unlucky day. So one of the things that the past grand masters of the planet Earth um, did for us was that they tried to guide us away from language. And in guiding us away from accurate language, we lost access to our potential and powers. So Friday the 13th, terrible day, right? Well, that and the, the evil guy with the claws and all those kinds of things. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Guess what? Friday the 13th is one of the portals to heaven, according to some of the sacred writings. So on the 13th of the month, you've got an extra easy portal to get into heaven, but not if you're busy avoiding the black cats, which is actually supposed to be, um, cats are supposed to be of assistance to you, of service to you. All the things that really worked for us as women back in the 1500s, 1600s were entitled, we were called witches. And if we gathered after um, 5 o'clock in the evening or darkness, then that was evident proof. And there's, that's a whole story all of its own. The point is we bought a lot of the um, things that are actually rather sad. I bought the fact that I, I was really always thought John Wilkes Booth just shot Abraham Lincoln because it was a political thing. Didn't realize that it was actually that Mary Todd Lincoln arranged the deal because he was uh, he was philandering on her. Uh, changes things, doesn't it? So when I noticed, when I looked at my Lincoln statue, which I've had on my desk all of my life practically because I loved the guy, I noticed he had his head down and I thought, well, maybe he was ashamed. Anyway, I don't know what all the truth is about everything. I just know that I find out more and more as I listen to absolutely, totally amazing people. And one of those absolutely, totally amazing people, oh, my God, you know what? He's, um, <laughs> he's a master jigsaw puzzler. And we were actually talking about Chinese puzzles before the show. And his name is Ken. So it's with great pleasure that I introduced you, Mr. Ken, our, our jigsaw puzzler, and tell you that I am breaking a tradition on Waking Up in America, and I told him to just please lecture for seven minutes straight and then blow your mind. So, Ken, Master Puzzler, it's yours. Hi, Val. Thanks a lot. How are you today? I am just so delighted that you are here. You have no idea. Okay. Well, good. Well, Let's see how I can do in seven minutes. As you know from uh, last Saturday, I filled five hours and hardly got started. So it's going to be a bit of a task to uh, distill it down to a core seven minutes, but I'll give it a shot. So let's start with uh, you asked me how to introduce myself. Uh, I said, well, how about the master jigsaw puzzleist? The reason I said that is because... Uh, the path that I've been on for the last 50 years has been putting a master jigsaw puzzle into place, which is gathering many, many pieces that have been spread throughout time, throughout history, and have been laid before us. Because those who would like to characterize themselves as the masters of the universe, who would like to control the planet and the people, and the life force and uh, life itself here on the planet, uh, they operate under a few key conditions or principles or criteria. One of them is they always do it out in the open. Uh, they lay the pieces out there so that we can see them, but we don't see them. 
The reason we don't see them is they've been, they've been fragmented and spread throughout time and space and history and all of that. So my task that I set myself when I began at an early age to question, why is this planet the way it is? Why is life so subjugated to a principle that seems to consume it rather than enhance, and enhance it and lift it up? So what I discovered over the last 50 years is it's like a, a huge jigsaw puzzle. Uh, and it is laid out there uh, in a way that most people do not see it. So uh, as per your invitation, we're going to have some conversations here today and through uh, the course of weeks to come. And I'm going to present or lay out some, some key points uh, so that people can begin to see exactly how the jigsaw puzzle is there. And one of the key components, the number one issue that I have discovered is the key controlling principle to control people and to control the life force of the planet is the creation of polarization. And this is well represented by uh, the Masonic secret societies that have been very integral in this process for thousands of years. When they, in their temples and many of their public buildings, they put the floor as a black and white checkerboard floor. Why is that? Because they use polarization so that people will always bounce from one side to the other. So whether it's Democrat and Republican, uh, male and female, good and bad, dark and light, uh, if we are only taking one side of the picture, then we are polarized. And what this instills in us and has instilled in us is what I call the enemy construct. Because if we only see something outside of ourselves as something that we're polarized with, as something that is the enemy outside, then we never unify. And that is the key thing that we have been kept from realizing and that I would like to lay as the, the theme or the foundation, which is we have to rise above that. We have to rise above uh, separation. We have to rise above, above an enemy perception, and we have to rise above polarity so that we can unify both within ourselves and within ourselves as a general society. So right now we have a, an unprecedented event emerging, and we can observe how the natural propensity uh, has been to polarize with it, to start attacking it or questioning it when in actual fact what we need to do is rise above that and, uh, and come to a place of unified perception of what is true. And what is true is that if we agree and consent that we have the capacity to recreate uh, our lives, our society, our forms of governance uh, in a higher principle, one that truly enhances life, that supports all beings, whether they are human or other species or life itself on the planet, then we have the full capacity to, to truly establish and create that. And as that relates to government and political structures, uh, there's no better place to see where that has been established in one of the key foundational documents of the United States of America 
and really of all humanity, and that's the Declaration of Independence. And in the Declaration, it has a statement which is that government is by the consent of the people, because government is of the people. And so um, at this point in time, we are establishing the principle that we are consenting to a higher form to reestablish the republic and that we are withdrawing our consent and our acceptance and allowance of a system that has grown uh, exceedingly corrupt to the absolute level of, of what we would call corruption that has been for a long time and is currently accelerating at an exponential level uh, as a parasite. And that parasite is sucking the life force out of us and basically is beginning to seriously uh, harm and kill the host, as any parasite will do. So does that make sense? Totally. <laughs> totally, okay. totally, totally. In fact, can, can we mention Adam and Eve? Can we? <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. Please. Well, because I think that's the biggest, the biggest spear between men and women. Right. Okay. It's like what's happened is, is that somehow I hear that in the beginning, Ken, and this is just you know I did a little history myself, not with the, to the degree that you have, but I heard that there was a time in which women actually ruled. I don't know if you the Amazons and that we did stuff like have men. We would have. Um, relations with the most good-looking guy in the village and then have him castrated, things like that. <laughs> so I understand backlash. Yeah. And I think the backlash happened like a really long time ago. But after all that happened, as time went on, the role of men kept replacing women. For instance, the women healers became witches and were torn down through that, you know, through the ages. As the, the, um, as the men came back from war and their numbers were decimated, then those those guys that went to war now turned into doctors. That's in the history that I studied. So as we're taking a look at the fact that what I think is missing and why people are suffering so much in the world happens to, has to do with it, the, the sound of a cooing voice is missing, and I'm saying that's on the side of both mothers and fathers. And I started to look at that, and I took a look at how Eve is supposed to have just destroyed humanity and then I think that's part of what made men rise up to say no more. And if we could unravel that somehow and bring ourselves back to the fact that we create a perfect balance, men and women, mm -hmm. well, um, I think that could be really valuable. Sure. Well, let's step back from it and take it out of the uh, construct of uh, male and female as far as gender or bio biological units that we currently reside in, and let's look at it as an energetic principle. For one, um, uh, from my perception and my exploration, I look at the masculine principle as being directive, a directive force as an electrical uh, force that generates or directs the life force. The feminine principle is the magnetic that holds the field through which the electrical can move and become manifest. So if we're talking about a parasite of consciousness that came onto this planet at some point in time, 
whatever that time frame is. Right. 6,000 years, could be 60 million, or it could be 5 billion years ago. But at some point, the, uh, the insertion of a parasitic consciousness to split and divide and make life become its own enemy to fight upon itself. So the concept that the feminine principle somehow tempted uh, the directive force to do something contrary to its uh, whatever it had been told was really the, um, the action of the parasitic intrusion to, you, you mentioned castration. Well, the male yes. principle has been castrated. And part of my uh, exploration of all these pieces of the jigsaw puzzle is that you can find it in mythology and you can find it in literature, you can find it throughout history. Like when we mentioned mythology, one of the key uh, areas to see this is in Greek mythology, which I studied quite a bit um, many years ago. And I, uh, I also studied Jung, Carl Jung, and his look at mythology and symbology. Uh, and to me, the Greek mythological template is the Western mind. And this is mm. where we discover many of the things of what has happened at that fundamental level through the mind of the life force that has both masculine and feminine in each unit of life. So are you so, referring to the oracles of Delphi now? No, I'm actually oh. referring to the creation uh, story in Greek mythology. Mm. And one of the key components of the story is that the god who was one of the titans named Uranus, um, uh, no, excuse me, not Uranus, Kronos, who uh, was the name that later in Rome became Saturn. So it's the Saturnine principle that he was jealous of his father, of that directive force principle, and he conspired with his mother, who secretly, his mother was named Rhea, who was considered the earth goddess, and she uh, induced him to go and castrate um, uh, his father. And when he did that, he threw the genitalia into the ocean, and the ocean spewed out in steam and fire, and what came out of that was the fates and the furies. And huh. so the mythology or the symbol is that humankind has been uh, bound to the earth by the event of the castrating of the male principle, and out of it came the binding to our fate, which was the control that that parasitic force has laid upon us by dividing us and thereby conquering us. And so additionally came the furies. And if you look at the male-dominant culture of the last two to 3,000 years, what you see is the rage of that male principle that has been castrated and divided upon itself. Oh, perfect. And totally out of perfect. that rage has been the subjugation of the feminine and the subjugation of life. Because the point and the, the, um, the purpose of the, or the intent of this parasitic intrusion has been to subjugate life and control it so that they could direct it to create the reality they wanted to create. Well, let me, we've got a couple minutes more here, but I want to make sure that everybody, if they've got a question, you, they get a chance to answer it, have you okay. answer it, because it's so good, Ken. Um, um, Debbie, did you have anything you wanted to ask Ken? I was just kind of thinking of how does 
the idea, the concept of illusion fit into this? The concept of illusions? Yeah. I mean, are we just being, the, all these things going on, it's just a form of illusion that we've been programmed well, well, certain ways to see well, abs- yeah, excuse what me they really are? Uh, absolutely, because what are the illusions? See, uh, our life force has been projected into this hologram, which is a false hologram. You could call it the matrix or whatever. Uh, that reality is based on illusion, illusions such as um, lack and limitation, because the whole principle of the reality most people are participating in is lack and limitation based on fear and survival. So if there's not enough based on limitation, then of course we have to compete and we have to fight each other to get, you know, it's like musical chairs. But if we redirect our our creative capacity and see life as abundant, unlimited, prosperous, and enough for everyone, then we break that illusion, you know. And there's many illusions such as that. Um, oh, that's, that's terrific. That's perfect. Um, Kelby, do you have a question? Thank you, Debbie. Yeah, yeah, I got a question. Ken, you're a buddy of mine, and we've we've had lunch and plenty of time to sit and chit chat. And um, you, when I listen to you, you sound extremely smart, and and I just don't know your opinion as to um, do you believe that there is a, a creator of the uh, heavens and the universe? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, and and we are aligned, and we are. Uh, you know, in the life force that we've been endowed with, with that creator force, um, you know, it has many names. So I do choose not to, you know, identify only in one exclusive name. But my belief is that all um, all beings who are aligned with that divine primary source are talking about the same thing. And the... Uh, that parasitic force that, that I'm describing is a force that is lesser than that, but has, um, um, you know, duped us into believing they are superior to that. So I am in total alignment with where where you're coming from behind your your question, because it is that life force, that divine force, that we have the capacity to bring forward and to rise above that illusion of separation and that illusion of control that most people believe is real. I actually let curiosity run my life, Kelby. I have ever since I was little. I was trying to figure out how to do life. I was attracted to a laboratory. I had my own little chemistry set going when I was like seven or eight years old. I was already into space patrol. You know, all those different wonderful howdy-doody, the Lone Ranger, all that great stuff that's been offered to us. And... What I can tell you is that as a group of us, when we were at UCLA, I was in the, I started out as a, um, my dad was Catholic, and then my mom put us in Science of Mind, and I met some great women there, and then Episcopalian, and then I married into the Lutheran Church and was at the Lutheran Student Services Center when I heard somebody say, here comes Lon Kirkgaard, and I said, where is he? That's my name. Well, my name means guard of the church, and that's how I got married, was to that guy, because I recognized my name. I don't know how to explain all of that works, but there's been theories that say that we're actually born with maps, internal maps inside of us, that say that we can actually, that if we 
actuate our full potential, that we are a variety of things. And usually we've been attracted to them in our lives. Sometimes we've bought the stories of need and, and desperation and what we have to do to, quote, earn a living. So Ken has done, Ken, our master puzzler, has done, you know, everything. I did radio. I went to 40 different churches, 35, 40, 50. I've probably been in 50 different cathedrals over my lifetime looking and seeing how different people run it, all the way from China to, um, you know, to different places in Europe. And every one of those people feels like God is there. So I'm into, I, I found for myself that if I got into quantum physics, that gave me the greatest freedom. Because um, quantum physics actually has to do with recognizing that energy is contracting and expanding and divinity is possible um, through anybody that's committed and dedicated and puts their heart into something that they're, you are one of the most amazing men I ever met in my whole life, Kelby. I've watched you handle things that I think you just handle them brilliantly. And when people stand around you, I always feel safe. Whenever I'm with you, no matter what you say, I feel safe because your heart is always in it. And as far as I'm concerned, that's the only place you can operate from. Mm -hmm. Thank you. You know? And thank you. Yeah, thanks, Kelby. I agree. Um, I want to add, uh, Val, when you mentioned the origin of your name, uh, Kierkegaard, the guard of the church. Kierke is, uh comes from a Gaelic word uh, and... Uh, during that period where that was recognized as the body of the church um, was around 2,000 years ago, just early A.D. Uh, hmm. years. And another key word that was known and understood was the word ecclesia, which, was a, which is a Greek word, which is what we derive the word ecclesiastical from. And it meant the body of the congregation. Mm. And the basis of the church was the body of the congregation. Mm. It was the people. It was the living uh, breath and, and the people standing in life who constituted the church. So on top of that, uh, what became known as the church with a capital C, the Holy Roman Empire and the Roman Church, uh, see, everything in my whole exploration and looking at history what I have found is everything that was right side up and facing forward, enhancing and supporting life has been turned upside down and backwards so that it really involutes and it controls life. So when the ecclesia was known as the body of the congregation, it was turned around to become the church that stood above and dictated the mandate of do this and you'll be part of us, don't do that and you will be expelled from us. That created fear and people polarized with that and that's where you got everything that has happened in the last 2,000 years from the Inquisition to the witch hunts and all of that. It was fear generated by the polarization of the people away from being who they really were. And I see the emergence of the Republic as being the gathering of that body again. Thank you very, very, very much. We're going to do the announcements now, and then we'll be back with Dr. Rutledge's question and then his segment. Okay, He's great. got some Thanks. very special things in store for you. And Ken, please stick around. We, okay. we need to keep you around, okay? All like, right. This is just too good. Um, we're on the air today, as you can guess, with our master puzzler, Ken, 
And we're here because we have good guys that support us, all the way from um, Global Inter- Global Solutions One to um, LA Lifestyle to Sir Jason Winters Tea. Uh, we also have more people that have helped us out here. One of them is Star Doves, who is a mailing company that has 100,000 really good names on this list and very reasonable advertising rates. If you tell them Waking Up in America sent you, you can get a discount from Raw. His telephone number is 828-665-0411. That's 828-665-0411. Want to escape to wonderful Mexico, the beach, margaritas, whatever you like down there. It's just terrific in a town that will remind you of 40, 50 years ago with the comfort and ease of friendly people. And Steve and Diana have their Roberto's bungalows there. I promise you, you will be delighted that you discovered them. Emotional stress clean from the past. Check it out with Dr. Val, and that's all spelled out, drvalerie.com, V-A-L-E-R-I-E. For a free consultation, call 310-455-8623. That past stuff that Ken was talking about, you can get rid of it in minutes. In fact, if you're hard up on the money, schedule a half hour with me. I guarantee you that um, for no charge at all, you'll lose something that you're glad you don't have. Okay, we're, as I said, on the air with Dr. Rutledge. Uh, you can go right over to our website, and you can see Dr. Rutledge there. He's really cool. Right next to him is actually the access to the Restore America plan. We've left at that. You can go in there and you can check out emails. You can do all kinds of exciting stuff. Uh, We've got pictures. We've got all kinds of things. And if you want that address, that password, that um, username, email me at val at wakingupinamerica.com and we'll get that off to you. At the half hour here, we're going to do the current Pledge of Allegiance 2010. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United Republics of America and to the freedom and generosity for which we stand, 50 republics under God, one community, indivisible, with peace, opportunity, and prosperity for all. And I wanted to thank the gentleman who suggested I change wealth to prosperity. I'm so sorry I misplaced your email. But um, that was a good change, and I appreciate the contribution. Which brings us to the point that we're all living, breathing, evolving things, and the best thing on the planet that you can have around, as far as I'm concerned, is your very own osteopath that you can ask everything to. And his name happens to be Dr. Rutledge. So, Dr. Rutledge, just thanks for being with us today. You're quite welcome. Um, I really enjoyed uh, what... Uh, what Ken was saying, uh, mainly because I find it truthful. And uh, I, too, see a coming together of of people uh, based in the truth of things. When when you start getting polarized, you start missing the truth. You are off on one tangent versus the other. I mean, uh, they're polar opposites. Uh, the, the truth has no polar opposites. It, it is itself. And that, I wanted to tell you, it, it brought me uh, into a, I started seeing, this was back in 2004, uh, I was checking out vector-borne diseases for my patients. And 
the more and more you do research on that, you start seeing how many people are dying of malaria. I kept seeing that, and I thought, God, you know, this is an old-world disease. I studied it a little bit in college and in medical school in parasitology, but you never think much about it. Well, I kept seeing numbers of 500 million cases every year. I'm like, is this true or not? So I started digging more and more and more, and I could, you know, spend the next six hours telling you about everything that I found out, but to suffice it to say, uh, the U.S. corporation uh, scammed and polarized people, if you will, um, in debates uh, over uh, a pesticide uh, called DDT back in the, actually in the 60s, uh, actually got banned in the 70s, and this is a lot of what uh, my documentary is about is it exposing the scam, exposing government scams. They, they give us Democrats and Republicans so we can be fighting over, oh, this one says that, or that one says that. Well, it's really the same thing. And so when you really start seeing the truth of things, you see through polar opposites. You see through uh, uh, deceit and lies and everything else that's going on. And so in my medical practice and in everything I do, I try to get to the bottom of things, no matter what it is. And so I encourage uh, many to look at this website that I have put together. It, uh, it's all about exposing uh, lies and deceit and helping people to thrive. The way you help people is if when they rise out of poverty, diseases go away. They go hand in hand. Um, and rising out of poverty, I mean, you have to. That's a that's a that's a lift in consciousness as well. Um, so, you know, one of the big issues back at that time is one of the uh, core issues of why they wanted to ban DDT is. is uh, ill-founded thoughts on population and that you know, the earth was coming overpopulated. Well, uh, Paul Ehrlich wrote the population bomb and uh, at that time uh, none of his projections have come true. Um, so that's one of the things that I love about uh, the republics and the people that are gathering is most of these people have a keen ear for the truth. Yeah. They've got a, a very sensitive BS meter. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it must be. If you're going to have a shift, a paradigm shift, you have to have uh, a sensitivity to BS and, and to listen for the truth. Um and so my, the documentary that I've, I'm working on is about to be released in a few months here in the fall. It's uh, 3 Billion and Counting. You can go to www.3billionandcounting.com and look at that. Um, it's a, a bit of a trailer up and all that. And so I've been working with a lot of people to see this come to be. When did you uh, start this? To help prevent a woman or child dying needlessly every 12 seconds. When did you actually get started on this? Uh, we actually, the, On the project, yeah. actually filming and putting the whole thing together and saying, this is my statement. 
we left uh, May 5th, 2005, for Africa. We, uh, I got hired a camera crew and two cameras and just took out across the world. Interestingly, we were gone 40 days and 40 nights. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Dr. Butledge, you are such a symbologist. I love you. <laughs> well, it's true. No, it is. It's absolutely perfect. I get it. That. It's in the film. They're like, oh, we've heard it before. Oh, we've heard it before. Right. Right. So that's what he's come up against. I want to make sure that you have time to mention, I was lauded and praising and magnifying and glorifying Nightcap. Uh-huh. And I was wondering, before we go on to Mr. Kelby here, if you could, I was telling you you have to tell what happens in the daytime too because it's occurring for people like a good sleep product, but there's so much more happening, and I wondered if you'd just share that with us. Well, what you have to understand is this is, a natural product in the sense that it supports you. And so there's side benefits, not side effects. I keep saying that, but it's true. So uh, when you're dealing with side benefits, there's all sorts of things. When you get a good night's sleep, it resets all kinds of things. And one of the things that that people have to understand is that uh, natural sleep aids, I mean, there are some, but most are not, uh, they're not like Ambien or Restoril or Trazodone or your typical sleeping pills because they don't, it doesn't just knock you out. But some people that are very sensitive, they take one and say, oh, my God, I sleep like a baby. Well, some, it takes taking it for maybe a month, and then all of a sudden people just notice, oh, you know, my PMS symptoms aren't nearly what they used to be. I used to have to take a Valium and a, a leave during my menstrual cycle. Now, nothing. Or people just seem more crisp throughout the day. So it's feeding or balancing something. Yeah, well, it mainly is because it's active form B vitamins and that's mixed into that. And and why is that important? Well, every enzyme in the body needs a cofactor. And that's like fuel or gasoline for an enzyme. It has that cofactor available and in its active form, meaning that it's available, it's ready right then. So like, some, uh, like the active form of B6, it has the phosphate where it needs to be in its position. Well, those, those things are more expensive. Well, you get what you pay for. Some people can't convert those B vitamins into active forms, and so they just miss it, and they're starving. And so then think about all the key enzymatic processes throughout the body that are dependent upon that active form of B, well, it just isn't happening. And what, what happens then? That results in aging. It results in fatigue, uh, tired. You can't ever restore yourself in a sense. So by having active forms available to you, it allows the body to do what it's supposed to do. Mm, I got that's it. Why, that's why you say that you feel better during the day, because it's allowing the body to do other things it needs to do besides just sleep. That's, that's absolutely perfect, Dr. Rutledge. Um, visit our website. You'll, you'll see his um, picture there where, where we're all pictured. And um, you can order Nightcap. It's right there on the website. And if I keep talking about it, that's because I'm getting results from it. And I'm, what I'm known for in this world is um, speeding things up. <laughs> so everything that's going to happen is going to happen. But how it happens, we have something to say about that. We also want to announce, Debbie, this is so great, um, CW had to go on a, a mission today, so 
I get to take over his job, and I just wanted to let you know that we actually have our winner for the emergency pack for, for July, and that's Sue Warren. So Sue Warren, if you would send me an email at val at wakingupinamerica.com with your address on it, I will pop that over to uh, CW, um, Charles Wright, and he will be sending off your your emergency case. We decided that for next month, we or for actually for August, we'd have two emergency cases. Uh, one of them is the premier one, and we have a secondary one. So um, we're giving away two this month, and CW has all the details of what's in it. I've been trying to get him to put Jason, Sir Jason Winter's tea in as well. So I always think if you're having an emergency, a good cup of tea is always a great thing. There may be those of you that like coffee, so maybe we can find a coffee person as well. But right now we're doing Sir Jason's Tea. Thank you very much for joining us, and we're looking forward to having you be with us on Waking Up in America. And, Mr. Calvi, I'm not quite sure what it is that you want to fill us in on today, but I know that whatever it is, it will be totally interesting, and normally you would have CW to interact with, so please feel free to interact with any of us um, our puzzle maker is still on the show as well, and so is DR Ring Chop. Hey, uh, you know what? I, I kind of feel like after listening to Ken Cousins and uh, the good doctor there, um, I, I feel a little intimidated as to my knowledge base, and uh, you know, I haven't put in 50 years into the research of of what Ken has done, and I don't have a doctorate degree, and so it, it's almost like. Well, what do I what do I have to offer to the conversation, and um, what I what I do have to bring to the table that's kind of been on my heart for weeks now is we as a body um, of of people that are striving for freedom, call them patriot, call them sovereign, whatever you want. What I am finding is we are we are fighting each other at this point. We are causing dissension within the Restore America plan, we are causing dissension in so many different ways instead of causing unity. And um, I am constantly battling it with questions at the, at the grand jury level. I'm constantly battling it on interviews um, where people are confronting issues of whether they've heard the truth or whether they've heard, you know, statements that are, are, are not exactly forthcoming and, and, and they're really bothered by it. And rightfully so, you know, like the press release and getting that out, being out within a day or two or three or four. Um, there are just some things that we do not have control of. There are just some things that we cannot uh, give at this time, except I don't know. And a lot of times that's not going to be good enough. But what's happening is, is you get the dissension. You get the, 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 the people that are displeased. I had an interview this morning with a gentleman that wanted to confront me on Tim Turner's validity of his case. And he said, and he was asking questions as such that made me just say, what do you, what do you want to, what do you want to make your statement? What's your statement? And he basically said that Tim Turner's case was a fraud. He got stopped. All the liens were returned, all this, that. And then he went on to destroy, restore America plan, this, that, and the other. And I said, well, actually, if you've done your research in that case, you would find that Tim Turner not only once, but twice, I think even up to three times, told the judge that he had no authority or jurisdiction to come in and remove those liens, and he filed it into the case. Now, 
why would Tim Turner have to do that twice in his case? If the judge had jurisdiction, the judge had jurisdiction, and it would have been over. But right. Tim Turner denied his jurisdiction twice or three times. Again, I'm not sure. But the point is, is these facts that are coming out all over the Internet cause division in the people. And, you know, we all have these, and this one story is that I'm going to tell you guys, and I'm telling everybody, I'm telling the world, because it's a profound story for me personally, and it'll make you think different. And Ken, you of all people are going to understand this. When, when I was four or five years ago, I was in a bad spot at my house with my wife. And we were losing our house. We were losing, um, as part of three years ago, we were losing our house. Our relationship was, uh, was on the brink. And all I could think was, I cannot wait until she apologizes to me for all the crap she's done in my life. <laughs> I just cannot wait until she owes me, she owes me, she owes me. And I learned something about God, that creator. And, and he taught me something so valuable, just as my little girl, Mackenzie, has taught me. And that God put it on my heart and said, no you need to apologize to her. And then what I'm going to do for you, he didn't say this to me before. I just did it. I apologized to my wife profusely for, for who I was, my entire relationship, whether right, wrong, or indifferent, doesn't matter. I humbled myself and I apologized profusely. And what God did for me, that act of where I thought I was going to be made to feel better by her apologizing to me, when I apologized to her, I released my anger. And God poured in a love in my heart. That love grew for my wife to the point where I didn't need the apology. I started becoming forgiving. I started overlooking her her shortcomings. So the world, this manifestation that God has given us, you know, we have these characteristic traits like, oh, Tim didn't do this. Oh, the rap is lying to us. So the, the reality is, is why don't you put up your energy towards something that is positive in nature, like doing something. And that's what I told the guy this morning on the interview. I said, we got 30 seconds. You would be so good to just put that energy instead of splitting up the people into putting that energy towards binding the people together in one so that we can operate and we can defeat this parasite, the U S corporation. And, and that's really kind of the point I want to get to. You never think it's the way it's supposed to be. But God will always show you through submission or through love or through giving yourself out first that the reward is you'll have an open heart and an open vessel, and you'll be able to do so much more. You rock, Kelby. So maybe we can have a discussion we'll yeah, to, about what well. was said between Kelby and between um, uh, our puzzle maker here. Val, and Dr. I, Rutledge, any place you want to hop in, let's do it. Val, I'd like to throw in a couple of things. Go for it. First of all, I want to say to Kelby that um, there is no, um, uh, there's no, I don't know what I want to say, <laughs> higher and lower in terms of equivalency of, I appreciate your, um, the way you honor me and, and Dr. Rutledge uh, and our experience and expertise, but you're a man of great stature, the way you speak, coming from the heart, and that is certainly uh, certainly as equal uh, because the balance between the heart and the intelligence is, uh, is the same kind of thing we've been talking about the whole hour, which is the unifying field that balances um, 
all of these uh, uh, polar opposites. We are the unifying principle. And what you were speaking about is uh, reflective of what I was talking about, that, uh, that literally a virtual implant into the human being of a polarizing field. Because... Uh, you mean the heart? Or I'm not quite sure well, what no, you're saying. No. When, when somebody such as the man he was talking to on the earlier interview inserts a polarizing principle, that is not uh, a true, of true nature in the human spirit. The human spirit is one that is unified, that is bonded together. Um, that is reflective of the parasitic nature of something that's been inserted into us that divides and conquers. And it's the expression of Kelby's heart and love and openness that he just expressed that exemplifies how we can bring things together. And the basis of, um, to me, the foundation of that is forgiveness. Not only is it forgiveness outside of ourselves, but it is truly forgiveness within because we have accepted and allowed the conditions on this planet. And yeah. if we forgive ourselves for accepting and allowing it, we, we take upon ourselves by doing that self-responsibility. And that is what is really the foundation of a republic, that we are responsible for the conditions we see out in life. We are responsible to step forward and be proactive, like you were saying, to do something. And we are all doing something. We're doing the best that we can. And... Uh, I, you know, I know Tim a little bit uh, um, personally, had a few interactions, and he makes mistakes, he corrects them, he goes to the next level, but the bottom line is that his spirit is directing him to do for the greater good, and he is doing um, something of such magnitude, and we collectively have come together under the oath of the Declaration of the Reinstatement of the Republic's are supporting him. And, uh, you know, people have complained, oh, promises were made, deadlines were passed. Well, this is a dynamic process. It changes probably hour to hour. And we are, we, our job is to understand and know that the intent is there and the best that can be done is being done and being achieved. And let me just interrupt you for a second. One of the things that's really important is, is that people understand that past forgiveness, there's actually a state where you just accept, which is what you were referring to, Ken. Right. And in the acceptance, there is no any wrong that happened. This is what happened is what happened, and we accept that, and from, from here we move on. So nobody needs to forgive you, and you don't need to forgive anyone if you've done the work to release that. And Kelly... Um, um, Kelby, thank you for really bringing that to the fore, for putting your heart in today, today's show. And I'm wondering, Ken, you're like so sharp on what we're up to. Is there any comment that you would like to make to Dr. Rutledge or to um, Debbie about what you read in them? <laughs> well, I read the same uh, spirit that, you know, he, he commented on my statements and then he began, he, he spoke in the field of his expertise in, in biology and uh, healing and things like that. And it really exemplifies that the same principles oper are operative in any, uh, any arena of um, endeavor or focus. So in the area of healing, 
a lot of people are dealing with parasites, uh, intrusions into the integrity of their biological system as a living being. Um, and, uh, and that's the same thing we're dealing with on the macro scale politically and, and so forth. So I just, um, you know, appreciate where, what he was saying. I haven't heard him before. Uh, to me, he sounds and, and comes forward as a true healer, one who looks yeah. for balance, where life is in balance, you know, because we have billions of little beings living inside of us. When we're in balance with our life force, they coexist. When there's something out of balance, the parasite enhances and increases. So what we're going for here is integration, unification, and balance within ourselves and within our social and political relationships. Mm, welcome. And about Ms. Ringchop? Well, Debbie is, uh, you know, uh, she's, I don't know her very well, but she's an incredibly dynamic and uh, intelligent uh, individual who also shares the passion that we all share uh, coming together to work hard to make this thing real and make it happen. Uh, and the fact is it has already happened because we have declared it and we have consented to it and we are withdrawing our consent from something uh, currently called the U.S. Corporation because it is, not, um, it is not operating under the law of nations. A state is first and foremost instituted to support the well-being of the people. The U.S. Corporation is not doing that. So as per what I said in the beginning, the Declaration of Independence states that government is instituted by the consent of the people and when government ceases to support the well-being of the people, it is their right and their duty to reinstitute proper government. And that is what we're doing. And that is absolutely perfect. This program has been brought to you by Kirkgaard Media, our radio partners, ConingCompany.com, Dr. James Murphy and Memoriam, DrValerie.com, and Doctor is all spelled out. We thank our producer, C.W. Wright, of Emergency Medical Solution. Dot org, uh, Sir Jason Winters T and LA, LA Style. And a big thank you to our team at Voice America, Jeff Spinard, Nathan Jett, Ruben Colomb, and our announcer, Mike. And thanks to Bent Mikan for our theme music, Almost Ordinary People. Next week, invite a friend to listen. Uh, Ken Cousins, thank you. So, oops, cancel. Ken, thank you so much for being here today. Uh, we totally appreciate you, and um, we'll catch you next week when we have the next governor of California being on, American Independent Party, Shalene Nightingale. Thanks for listening. Crazy anymore, you've been waiting at the door, and it's time to This is for you, this is for all you knew, pouring through, now your heart is open. This is for all, all of your crazy schemes, love and dreams, and the time you spoke them. Thank you for joining us today for Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard. Waking Up in America can be heard live every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time on VoiceAmerica.com, and Valerie welcomes all emails at HeavenIncorporated.com. 
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.